guys, welcome back to 57 Mondays, week two, where Mondays are the best day of the week. When you're with us. <laughs> uh, for a refresher, I'm Calvin. I'm Riley. And I'm learning. I'm Matt. That's Matt. So Today's their episode. Yes, yes it is. Uh, last episode, we decided through a random number generator that we were going to talk about Hades today, the uh, roguelike game. And we're also going to compare it to some other roguelikes, mainly Enter the Gungeon, Streets of Rogue, and Dead Cells. So we're going to be talking about those three games and Hades today, in the yeah. most part. Uh, Riley's played Hades the most. I've played Enter the Gungeon, Streets of Rogue, and watched a lot of Dead Cells. So I'm going to be talking about those. And Matt is our... I'm entering notes on my phone right now, because I know nothing. Matt's our And I'm excited. <laughs> yes. He's the sir, learner. Yes, sir. So I guess I'll take a little more... Uh... I guess, leadership during the Hades part, and Calvin can answer questions just about roguelikes in general more. Uh, so Calvin doesn't have to be the burden bearer throughout the whole hour, you know? Oh, boy. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess before uh, Matt asks us any questions, we'll just go through a, a little rundown of the Hades story, because I think that'll be like the... yeah. The beginning of it. Before uh, that, real quick, let's just define roguelikes. Just oh, yeah, in sure, case. yeah. So a roguelike, also known as a roguelite, slight difference there, uh, but we're going to ignore that difference, is any game in which you uh, have a run, per se, and each time you die, you restart at zero at the very beginning. You'll get more and more as you go, but every time you're going to go back to when you start. That's the commonality between all these games we're talking about. Right. And the, the name roguelike comes from the actual first game, which was called Rogue, which uh, a while ago I learned about, which was uh, it's a game developed just by like a couple guys that were bored during work. And basically... Because the 80s. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I think it was the 80s. Eight, 1980 exactly, I think, maybe. But yeah, so they're really basic uh, graphics on the computer... And you just like control a little block and you fight enemies by moving into them. And if you die, you restart. That's all I know about Rogue. So That's the premise. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Uh, so, spoiler warning for Hades if. And any of these games. Yeah, yeah. So, Hades, uh, you take control of Zagreus, who is Hades' son. And you're trying to escape the uh, underworld, escape Hades. Uh, in order to find your mother, who uh, you didn't know existed until, like, a few hours before the game started or whatever. Persephone. Yeah, mother's Persephone, name. yeah. All, I'm of course, based on Greek mythology. Right, exactly. Uh, you get to pick your weapon. You can choose uh, a sword, a shield. That's my favorite. Uh, uh, let's see, a bone arrow, a spear. And a gun. Machine gun. Oh, and gauntlets. Oh, and claws. Gauntlets, yeah. Gauntlets. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you get to befriend a bunch of uh, classic Greek heroes like uh, Achilles. You get to meet Medusa. You can meet Sisyphus, the guy the that was punished for... Uh, I don't know what he was punished for, but he has to roll up a stone for eternity, that guy. Yes. Uh, you fight the Furies. Uh, you fight Hydra. And eventually you get back all the way to the top and you actually meet Persephone. And you convince her to come back down, and the ending credits after you beat ten runs is like one of the greatest like video game songs I've ever heard. It's called "In the Blood." Definitely check it out. It's really good. It's on Spotify. Good yeah. stuff. The whole the whole sound the whole uh, soundtrack is on there. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a basic rundown of uh, Hades. Uh, yeah, I guess we can go into questions, and then we can talk about mechanics. Yes. All right. All right. The tech mechanics can be like a different thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So of course it started with like mythology. What's that mythology again? Greek. Greek. Okay. So like how much have you read? You're, you're oh, into yeah. mythology, right? Yeah. Big so how much have well. you read about like the Olympians and like this story in general? This specific story? Yeah. Actually it's uh, I think it's unique. Um, mm -hmm. Zagreus does kind of exist in Greek mythology, but like not very much. Not ex at the same time, not really. Like he's mentioned in a couple things, but uh, a lot of people think he was like, like a predecessor to like Dionysus, or Dionysus, however you want to pronounce it in the game. It's Dionysus. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, other times it seems like Zagreus and Hades are the same person. So um, it's a pretty much a whole made-up story. So hmm. yeah, so loosely based. Interesting. And I know a lot of these like these stories are based on the geography that's around them when they wrote it. Huh. So what are the in-game maps like? Is it just totally different? Like. What are oh. they like? Like the worlds you travel to? Same uh, map each time. Yeah, right? more or less it's the same map. So yeah. you're always in the underworld until you get to the very last uh, room where you have to fight Hades right on the ex- or the entrance to uh, the underworld. And you start in uh, the lowest level of uh, Hades, which is called Tartarus. And it's basically like generic, like you fight like the lowest people, you know. And then once you get past Tartarus, you get into Asphodel, which is like stereotypical hell, fire and stuff, zombies, bones, whatever. Uh, and you there you fight the Hydra, which Hercules has already killed, so it's like a it's like a bone hydra. And then you get to Elysium, which is like more or less the equivalent of heaven. It's a uh, where the good heroes go. Yeah, the, the good heroes, the good people. And then after that, you get to the temple, which is guarded temple by... Temple of Sticks? Yeah, it's, it's guarded by a Cerberus. You don't fight Cerberus because he's your pet dog, so you don't want to kill your dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and after that, you fight Hades, and then once you beat Hades, you meet Persephone. In low Greece, right next to the river Styx, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so it's like, is it a combination of, like... geography within the mythology that's like they you know made it up as they went as well as like actual greece kind of uh i don't know how much you don't really explore yeah you don't yeah you yeah you go on a set path through greece it's just like a little like one little cottage yeah it's like the geography of the gods as it were more or less i guess yeah yeah okay um so I believe if I did my research correctly, so it's on both PC and Switch. Yep. I think it's on everything. At least Steam and eShop on Switch. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. I believe it's on PlayStation and Xbox though. Okay. I'll do what, a quick what, Google search. What platforms have you played it on? I've only ever we've only ever played it on Switch, yep. which is it's it's not it's a uh, peak performance. Uh I notice it every time I beat the Hydra, the fire flames that show up when you beat the hydra it's very very pixelated <laughs> so uh, it's probably the best on pc <laughs> only pc and switch it yeah. is oh yep. dang okay mm-hmm. so what about like the other switch games you've played of course obviously genres are completely different but i guess controls wise and maybe you can transition to mechanics oh, okay. from here yeah yeah what are the controls like versus like or in the sense of how you move and like okay. in-game interactions. How okay. do they differ from other Switch games? Um, interesting to think about. Or are they similar? Uh, for fighting games, I think they're pretty similar, more yeah. or less. It's a top-down view, uh, no yeah. platforming whatsoever. Right. So they, you can't jump or anything. But yep. There's no camera uh, control. It just right. follows your character. Mm-hmm. It's pretty okay. linear in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I only really have, like, a few Switch games. I have, like, Legend of Zelda, um, Smash Brothers. So, like, I don't know how to compare, like, the controls between those games. That's that's a difficult question, but uh, we can transition into the mechanics like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. My yeah. favorite uh, mechanic in the game are called boons, and uh, you talk to gods because they're, like, your relatives, and they think... Okay, side note... They think you're trying to get to Olympus to be with them, but actually you're just trying to see Persephone. So you're kind of a little deceit going on there. Yeah. But they don't know Persephone married Hades. Oh yeah, that yeah. that too. You uh, you meet uh, Demeter, who is Persephone's mother, and she doesn't know where Persephone went. So she like cursed the whole world to be an eternal winter or whatever because she's angry, and Zeus knew that Hades was mad at them for like putting him in in control of like the underworld so he kind of gave persephone to hades so it's kind of like kidnapping kind of but persephone (laughs) didn't want to be on olympus anyways so like it's kind of okay um but yeah so anyways back to boons so you can talk to 
gauze. They they give you little like speech bubbles that you can talk to them through. It's more like one way. Yeah. But uh, you can talk to Dionysus. He's my favorite. Uh, he's the god of wine. He's kind of like gives you like a poison type of effect. Yeah. You can talk to Aphrodite, the goddess of love. I'm sure everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, lets you inflict weak on people, which makes their attacks weaker against you. Uh, you can talk to Zeus, of course. He throws electricity. <laughs> yeah, he throws lightning around you. Uh, you can talk to Athena, who's the goddess of wisdom in this game. Uh, she lets she gives a lot you, of defense. Yeah, she gives you the ability to uh, deflect. There's Ares, who's the god of war. Uh, lots of extra damage he does. There's a thing called Doom that he inflicts. You attack them, and then like a split second later, it, it attacks them again. It's pretty cool. Uh, Hermes, lots of like speed boost things. Um, Poseidon. Poseidon, of course, god of the sea. Um, what does he do? He like pushes. Push. Pe- yeah, yeah, he pushes people away. Pushes on uh, Oh, Demeter. She's the goddess of seasons. She inflicts chill. Yeah. Slows and cools people. You with know. a focus on winter, since she's right. cursed to land with winter at the moment. Right. Is that um, all of them? Uh, Artemis. Oh, Artemis, of course. Artemis, Artemis is... Best girl. Yeah. She's the, <laughs> she's the goddess of the hunt. Her buffs uh, aren't really that great, though. They're okay. Uh, yeah, she uh, helps, gives boost to uh, chance of critical... Attacks. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in the world of like roguelikes, it seems like there okay. are a lot of characters here. Is this like a standard kind of thing? No, this is very different, and I'm gonna be talking about that more later. Hades okay. is very unique in having much more of a story to tell yeah. so blatantly. Awesome. There's a lot of voice acting, which is like one of the best parts. Like. The voice acting is so spectacular. Like it's, it's great. and the soundtrack is great. Um, yeah, some of my favorite characters are really interesting takes on uh, classic Greek characters. Like they, they took Achilles and made him like really regret his actions he took in war, and he he has a he has a relationship with uh, Patroclus who isn't really that explored in Greek mythology. I don't really know him. First off, heard of him. Yeah, he was apparently like a a part like a in actual Greek mythology, he was like a wartime buddy, but they turn him into like like an an actual like relationship and it's really interesting because hmm. I think Patroclus was supposed to be thrown down to Tartarus, but uh Achilles made a deal with Hades so that Achilles would work in the house of Hades and Patroclus would be able to go into Elysium, but it threw Patroclus into like very deep state of depression so he's just like in a corner of elysium just regretting his all his life choices it's it's really interesting a lot of originality here i'm wondering is there like a fan base for this or a fan base for greek mythology where like were people like pissed about the new changes oh, no. at least online i know it's different from critical reception of course i um, haven't seen or heard anything but my word doesn't mean much there's definitely a fan base. I don't know how Greek myth, like, fanatics... Well, I mean, like, Percy Jackson kids, I'm sure, are fine with it. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if... there. There's, I believe, still people that actually worship the gods, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. how they It's probably a very small it. group. Right. I, for, I forgot um, about that. Like, oh, yeah, it is a religion, kind of, maybe. Yeah, technically. Yeah. Which is actually interesting, because when I started to get into it, like, over break, I was kind of looking into it. Not to really follow it, just, like, to learn about it. Mm -hmm. And, like, they brought up some interesting things. Like, a lot of, like, Christian, like, things that we celebrate were actually taken from Greek mythology. Interesting. Mm. Like, the common, like, what you think of as God, like, the big guy with the white beard that's kind of based on <laughs> zeus actually interesting yeah and the the 12 days of christmas was actually a festival celebrating dionysus interesting. so i mean we we don't really celebrate 12 days of christmas but yeah. it's like a saying we have the song right exactly that's all we got <laughs> and you assign parts to different people and it's a whole lot of fun oh yeah okay. totally let's let's talk spoilers very br- oh i want to ask do we have a myth episode 
on here? Yeah, mythology yeah. episode. Okay, lovely. I, I put specifically Greek mythology, but we can talk about... Awesome. I can change it to any mythology. Mythology is yeah. great. Gotta love it. That's I, really interesting. I like all mythologies. That's, that seems <laughs> better in my view. Mm. Let's talk spoilers just for a little bit in the sense of controls. Like, okay. what are your favorite little, like, shortcuts or just things you found out? Um... That, like, only a player of the game would understand with, like, you know, however many hours. I don't know. I don't know if this would really be spoilers, but we can talk about, like, favorite weapon, maybe. Yeah, strategies with them. Yeah. My favorite weapon is the shield. And, well, this is this is kind of a spoiler. After you beat your first run, you can use this item called uh, Titan Blood, which you get for beating Hades and the Furies in Tartarus, to permanently upgrade your weapons and unlock, like different special abilities with them uh the shield i so far have three variations of it uh there's the aspect of zagreus which is just like attacks and special like boosted uh there's the aspect of chaos which once you use special you can uh throw uh different amounts of shields at the same time right now i think it's up to five yeah. And my favorite is the aspect of Zeus, which changes the throw to a slower moving one that rotates and can gradually damages enemies. Uh, I like the shield a lot because it's a lot of defense, and that's really helpful, um, especially with like projectile-based enemies. And I think it's really good at damaging, and uh, I think it's just really fun to play with. Uh, thinking about your question, things only yeah. someone who's played the game would notice. I can only really think of one thing, and it's just with um, dashing. That, so you have a dash in the game, and mm-hmm. then your attacks, and you can dash into an attack. And I always thought that the the frame rate, if you will, between attacks would be the same for a dash attack or in regular attacks. But I've actually found that dashing and attacking is faster than two straight attacks in a lot of cases oh. which really interested me or just moving and then attacking that's the only small thing i've noticed though the game is really really well made there's not many buggy controls that kind right. of you know get accepted by gamers as a strategy and mm. there's not many methods for cheesing it if you will right. it's it's really well made honestly yeah that's that's that actually going to be my next question but i guess i can rephrase it so this seems like a, a really great game, at least by design, by the sounds of it. So what's, like, your least favorite part? Seems like something oh, that you man. may not necessarily dislike, or something that's just indifferent, oh. that you, like, have to forget about until you start talking about it. I really like the Dautilus Hammers, uh, mm-hmm. which is a special thing you can get to, like, for the, run, for the run upgrade yeah. it. But I wish they would have incorporated Hephaestus instead of Daedalus. I'm not sure who Daedalus is. I think he's some kind of famous craftsman within Greek mythology, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. But I think it would have been really interesting to include Hephaestus just because of the like relationship between Ares and Aphrodite and yes. Hephaestus. Because in Greek myth, you know, they're Hephaestus and Aphrodite are married, but then Ares and Aphrodite kind of, you know... Had a little fling going on, and yeah, I think that would have been really an interesting aspect to explore. But I really like the Dottos Hammer, anyways. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, expanding a little bit, I do wish we could have seen Apollo, Hera, and Hephaestus all in it. Those are the last three, kind of the major gods, yeah. at least in Percy Jackson level of Greek mythology. Yeah. Those are the big ones everyone's excited to see. And as for a disappointment, if anything. I think the only thing that falls short are the uh, viability of a lot of the boons, a lot of the upgrades. There's so many that just don't feel good at all. And it kind of feels like you're forced into the same options every time if you want to succeed the same best ones. So I wish there was a little bit more balancing there. So you'd have a little more diversity with every run. Or there were more uh, synergies, if you will, more ways things could work together that were extra strong. Mm. That would be my one hope, if you will. Actually, tying into that, I I think the bow and arrow is super disappointing. It's I it's like by far the worst weapon in my opinion. As a bow and arrow main, I can confirm that it's <laughs> they they could have done a bit more with it. It's very limited. 
Uh, it's useful in the way that it works. Uh, it's kind of like Minecraft in the sense that you got a perfect window to release the arrow for the maximum damage. But you pretty much just dash, shoot, dash, shoot, dash, shoot, and that's your entire play style. You have one special which sprays a few arrows in front of you, but it's not that useful. And it would be nice if there was a little more uniqueness to the bow, A, for uh, enjoyment, and B, for strength. It's very limited yeah, as a weapon compared yeah. to the other ones. And I have actually never uh, completed a run with a bow and arrow, but I've finished... That's my job. <laughs> yeah, I finished uh, every other weapon at least twice now, I think. Um, yeah, uh, I cannot do the bow and arrow. It's basically... I'm, I'm very bad at range stuff. I, I've come to terms with that. Um, <laughs> but basically, to me, it feels like if you don't get good boons, you're pretty fucked, honestly. I can agree with that, again, from my own experience. I've done all the bow runs for him. Yeah. And it, it's very luck-based to be if you're actually going to be... Any what any in any way shape or form comparable to the other weapons, you have to be really lucky with the bow. If that makes sense. At least in our opinion, I'm sure yes. there's like, people way better gamers than us that are like, <laughs> way better with the bow and like. Well, actually, bro. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know. I I'm just bad with ranged weapons. I'm not good at shooters or anything like that. <laughs> I like to rush in instead of think things through. Uh, we've noticed that in our playthroughs as well. Yeah. Riley rushes in. I'm very, very methodical yeah. about how I fight. And that's why I work a little bit better with the bow. Because every dash and shot is lots of thoughts going on in my head at once. So I can enjoy it. So no, Riley's the Leroy Jenkins of the group then. Pretty much. I guess. <laughs> I guess. That's why, that's why I like the... That's another thing I like that's about I the, like shield. the shield. <laughs> it's a lot of defense. I can hold and charge the special and it'll block projectiles for me. I don't have to worry about dashing around. It suits your play style. Yeah, exactly. So Riley, what, what is your weapon main? Or like your oh, favorite? Shield. Shield. Lovely. Okay, Calvin, okay, so I know you haven't played it as much, but, mm -hmm. like, the screenshots I've seen of the game, it kind of looks like League of Legends to me. Or at Interesting. least, in maybe, an art style I, sense? maybe I haven't seen much of it, but yeah, at least graphically. Um, so I can say, as in a layout perspective, it is very similar to League of Legends. Uh, League of Legends is a, a MOBA, and it's a top-down view as well. Uh, so very similar to Hades in that sense, top-down view. And graphically... Uh, the art style is different. Both have a, a, let me put it this way. Both have a good level of graphics without sacrificing quality for the console or computer that can run the game. Mm -hmm. Hades looks really good for a Switch and it runs well on it. It totally. could look much better, but that would start to sacrifice your frames and all that. And League right. is the same way. That's the best way I could describe that mm -hmm. there. The art style is pretty different, but it is similar in the... It sounds weird, but the lighting and the shading, they're very similar in that yeah. sense. Okay. So compared to most, like, games that, you know, take gaming laptops, would you say Hades, if you had it on PC, would it take up way less or way more? Would there be a problem with storage or, like, depending on your laptop, would there be a problem with uh, loading, buffering, rendering, any of that good stuff? I would say no. Uh, I'm not super experienced in the tech world, but it is a much smaller game in size. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack in the game itself. There's a lot of hours of content, but mm -hmm. in terms of raw file size, it's very, uh, controlled, um, which is very nice. Mm. Nice indeed. Okay. So the whole concept of roguelikes, right? I, it seems like so there was the original Rogue back yeah. in the early 80s, and it seems like there was a big wave of them then where, you know, the bit style seemed very similar. So how, how do they, um, of course, Hades might be completely different, but do you know of other roguelikes that kind of take inspiration from those original graphics, or is it more or less completely adapted to a lot of what the new games now do? From my experience, Hades is one of the first roguelikes I've seen that is not uh, at the bit level, in all mm. honesty. Almost every single roguelike wow. I've played is at that bit graphic level. It's very representative of the first game, if you will. Yeah. Do any other genres of games do that? Um, there's, there's like retro throwbacks, like platformers. Like, of course, there's like 3D platformers, of mm -hmm. course. But 
my favorite game of all time, Shovel Knight, is a 8-bit throwback to like mm-hmm. the early 80s. Um, I guess Terraria comes to mind, even yeah, though it's right. not a platform where yeah. it's 2D. I was going to say that. Any type of Minecraft uh, sandbox block-based game, you kind of get that pixel. That's not really a genre, but it, a sub-genre, if you will. Yeah, the aesthetic, right. Yeah, but uh, roguelikes are really the only genre that that's very specific to, I'd say. Platformers yeah. being the second one right Probably. up there. Very interesting graphically. Wow. Okay, so have either of you played Pyre? Pyre, I've not made by that. the same yeah. company. It was like I, their first big break, I guess you could say. Um, I've heard of it. I don't really know anything about it though. Yeah, as far as I know, Supergiant, like while it was, while Pyre was pretty successful, like Hades, like by far, like ways outperforming anything Pyre ever did. Mm-hmm. in terms for them like a lot of people were saying that Hades is the game of the year for them last year even though the game awards gave it to I think Last of Us 2 and that was a major like upset huh. because oh, yeah. like people hated how the management ran uh for Last of Us Part 2 I don't know anything about it so I don't want to get into politics like that <laughs> gaming politics gaming politics I nothing mean, how else to describe it I mean, nothing like, more corrupt nothing more divisive <laughs> very true oh man so roguelikes in general so how does like hades compare contrast you can even use other games as an example of like the entire genre if you're trying to get into it what do you expect okay i think this is kind of where i'll start to shift and take over a little bit actually actually before we actually shift into like more roguelikes can i just like take a like shout out to like do the art style of like the portraits that they do for all oh, of the they're characters amazing. they're Ooh. like they make all of the gods super sexy hmm. and <laughs> like and it's actually really diverse which is really interesting like they don't make a big deal out of it which i really like like it can be diverse without it being a big deal which mm-hmm. is exactly what i want um but it really represents like the whole like greek empire like there's like different uh Diversity is based on like the different areas of the Greek Empire. It's really interesting, if you will. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm thinking more like you know how they took over like the whole Mediterranean. Yeah. There's, oh yeah. There's like yeah. people that oh, look a little more dark skinned for like, like, Italy and like the parts of Africa that yeah, they took so over. Yeah, like North really Africa, interesting. Middle East. Interesting. And they make them all sexy to uh, really like, you know, hit the nail on the head with all the like porcelain like, perfect images that the greeks like to sculpt yeah yeah. um yeah i think that's pretty much all i wanted to say about that it's like all of the character art is really beautiful voice acting is great yeah Yeah. and the soundtrack was all written by the voice actor for zagreus oh really yeah he wrote all of the songs and he talent yeah yeah and he sings too he he is orpheus's uh singer and that's another like side story uh, Orpheus and uh, Eurydice. Eurydice. Yeah. yeah, Orpheus, if you don't know, is the guy that went into hell to get back his wife, and at the last second he turned around and she was sent back to hell. So now they're kind of, he was really depressed about it, and she's really mad at him, but you end up like fixing their relationship. It's really it's really solid. Interesting. Riley, I want to ask you one more thing about okay. that. <laughs> I never even thought of this. So are the god goddesses character designs, are they like... The only word that comes to my mind is monster. I don't know why. But are they, like, based off of humans, like you said, where yeah, the yeah. complexion would matter? Or are they more just, like, monsters, your fantasy characters? There gotcha. there are monsters. There's, like, the Minotaur, isn't it? And mm. Chaos, who is, like, the original progenitor of, like, everything. He's very, like, uh, eldritch horror, if yeah. you would... Uh, so take it, like, his head and, like, arms or whatever, he's pretty much normal, and then, like, you look down, and his, like, millions of faces, it's pretty creepy, but, you know, he's, like, an eldritch being, so, like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for the most part, I think for, like, all of them, they look pretty human, yeah. which is... Which Hades is, is the next most, like, least human. The next least human, I think. Probably. Probably. I'd yeah. have to look into that, because, I mean... The whole Gamergate thing was, like, so far back where I didn't really... I wasn't really understanding my views at all. And I just feel like the whole discussion wasn't really serious, 
like nothing nobody it seems like nobody ever really wanted positive change out of it for the gaming community but i'm gonna have to wonder like some of the big faces from back in the day how they reacted to this i I, i'd like to look that up because Mm. this seems like like you said we're like they don't make a big deal out of it yet here it is that seems like something that would be like exactly what they want very positive yeah i'm wondering if anyone else would think differently very interesting and the the main protagonist is openly bisexual like oh really yeah you can you can choose because they're gods they don't really care how many people you end up with you can um (laughs) zeus baby (laughs) yeah the two main love interests are uh magara who is a fury who is one of the bosses you fight Mm. and uh thanatos who is the uh incarnate death itself i didn't know that death incarnate uh and yes they're both very sexy uh yeah so you can choose whoever you want you don't have to do either you can do both and How then, does that work? Like, do you get oh, bonuses, or is it just a little side oh, plot? okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's a side plot. There's these things you can get uh, called uh, nectar, which you can give to people, which level up your friendship or, you know, your sexy times with them For in terms for uh, Thanatos and Megara. <laughs> uh, and eventually you have to use these things called ambrosia, which you can only get by fighting the most bullshit boss in the game, uh, where you have to fight the Minotaur and Theseus at the same time. Oh, boy. Really... It's harder than Hades, in my opinion. Yeah, anyway. probably. It's really, it's really bullshit, because you have to deal with Theseus's shield, which can block all of your attacks. And his spear. And his spear, which targets you. It's really bullshit. And his call of the gods. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and when, he, when you finally dwindle him down to half health, he can uh, call in a god for aid like you can. So it's really, really hard. <laughs> um, Hashtag pain. Yeah, I'd just like you, the listener, to know when Riley said sexy time, he did like the two finger shy meme thing. <laughs> what if we. <laughs> you, you can picture that in your mind. <laughs> that is his character forever and ever on them. <laughs> so, Calvin, roguelikes. Right, so, roguelikes. Yes. Okay. What's so, your experience? Uh, talking about, as I mentioned earlier, the biggest difference between Hades and all the other roguelikes I've seen and played is the story. The story, the voice acting, the art style, they're all very, very unique to Hades. And mechanics, too. It's very fresh as a roguelike to people who have played a lot of roguelikes before. Remind me of your initial question so I don't stray too far off, if that's okay. Yeah, um, it was... Uh, no, I like string. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, it was like, how does it compare contrast mostly? And also, what are just the other roguelikes you've played okay. that maybe... Roguelikes you've played that are both representative of the genre as a whole like your stereotypical ones and just your most favorite or most underrated okay so the two roguelikes other roguelikes that i've played at least in a very large amount are enter the gungeon which is on steam and switch i believe and streets of rogue which is also on steam and switch just like hades any relation uh, to the original rogue like as in a sequel or same company? Uh, Do you know? Very different. Oh, oh my god. Yes. I didn't even think Streets of Rogue. I've, right? I've, <laughs> I'm so dumb. That That's... title relates to the whole game. The whole game's a giant meme. It's great. <laughs> uh, so I'll start with talking about the story. Um, other roguelikes I've seen, or roguelikes I've seen just for information, is uh, Dead Cells. Seen a lot of gameplay of that. I've seen a little bit of FTL, Faster Than Light. And what am I thinking of? Hyper Light Drifter. It's not a full-on roguelike, uh, but it's very similar. And what I'll talk about first and compare contrast is story. So a lot of roguelikes um, primarily focus on gameplay. That's their Mm -hmm. big thing. Fun, exciting gameplay that you just want to jump into. Kind of like Fortnite in the Battle Royale craze. You just jump into a match or a run and you go as far as you can. You lose or you win and you go again. It's just this addictive gambling kind of cycle. Uh, So for a roguelike to be big in a story is kind of contradicting that, which was really interesting that Hades did it and did it really, really well. A lot of other roguelikes have either minimal story or a vast story, but with almost little to no dialogue. Uh, Talking about Hyper Light Drifter, I don't think there's a single word of dialogue in the entire game, but there's several cutscenes and a lot of little hidden messages you can find throughout, usually with pictures or and or music that will tell the story for you it's very different than hades with Mm. full-on voice acting and character portrait portraits and a full elaborate story enter the gungeon is 
very, very minimal on story, and all of the lore is completely hidden under small little side character dialogue. Talk to a merchant, he says something, put that together with the princess of the Gungeon, and all of a sudden you get this kind of deep lore. It's interesting and very, very different from Hades, and that's something consistent I've seen across all roguelikes I've played. Story is minimal, story is hidden within in-game interactions, it's not straight up told to you, and oftentimes there's very little dialogue, never any voice acting or full-on character portraits. So it's very unique and new to Hades. Mm. I already kind of talked about. Interesting. Yes. So what's music, like the, the music like in general roguelikes? Hmm. Is it just like any other kind of games music? I'd say... Especially retro? I'd say uh, it would depend on the game mostly. Music's mm. probably the biggest uh, variation. Mm. Interesting. You can get anywhere from full-on lyrical orchestras in a roguelike to just your good old 8-bit soundtrack. It depends on the game's art style and overall feel that they're going for, I'd say. Mm. Hades is the first I've seen that's very uh, fleshed out in the music, mm. though, that the yes. music is a bit of a selling point. Yeah. Yes. Uh, back to the... I'm going to further uh, talk about the music in uh, Hades. Uh, What's the theory of it? How many sevenths are there? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know, I don't, I don't know the, the theory behind it, but there's a lot of uh, loot, which is, you know, very very uh time appropriate for the yeah for the game uh but there's a lot of heavy metal it kind of like mixes between the two like a lot of loot in the heavy metal it's really it's, it's really fun unique. oh i thought you said l-o-o-t sorry oh <laughs> l-u-t-e the musical loot instrument. The instrument yes yes Guitar. yes and there's uh singing and orpheus and eurydice i believe are the only two characters that sing and yeah. they both of the people that they have singing are they're Professional beautiful. singers. They're, They're beautiful amazing. singers. Sirens, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Eurydice <laughs> Actually, yeah. is a muse, and uh, Orpheus is just a normal human, but... They're incredible. Yeah, they're really good singers. Love that. And I know you mentioned the voice acting, of course, what it's like in Hades, but what's voice acting like in your, you know, classic rogue likes? Is there even... Non-existent. Like, just sound effects or, like, Yeah, usually, usually you'll get that... Uh, the best example everyone knows is the Undertale style, where you'll have a unique sound for the text to pop mm. that pops up depending on the character you're talking to. Oh, or yeah. just the same sound, but almost there's almost never any voice acting. So just, like, Most character damage. Ooh! Exactly. Things like that. Or nothing. A lot of the times. Yes. Oh, you mentioned uh, uh, Enter the Gungeon. Have you played Exit? I have Exit not. The uh, I watched some gameplay. It was only on uh, Apple Arcade for quite a while, which I don't oh, have yeah. Apple. Do you know so what else it's on now? It, uh, it might have come to Steam. And, again, maybe on Switch. Those are the two big indie platforms. But I'm right. not entirely sure on that. It's a small, uh, unofficial sequel to the game. Oh. Similar play style, but uh, is it by the same? Well. Is it by the same company? It, yeah, it's oh, still okay. by Devolver. Okay, why? Why do you say unofficial though? Uh, from what I read, I believe it's an unofficial sequel. Even though it's, oh, okay. they didn't want to make it fully canon. Oh, I see. Uh, but it's it is kind of canon. Okay, so that makes sense. That yeah, because there's no set canon uh, story that happens in Gungeon, as with some roguelikes. I don't know if you were around when Enter the Gungeon was being, like, advertised, so would you know, was, like, the advertisement for Exit the Gungeon just not nearly as much? Uh, I wasn't really around for okay. Enter the Gungeons, but the Exit the Gungeon advertisement was pretty low. It was just about a month there to get a few ads. Uh, mm. Mostly relied on YouTubers who loved Enter the Gungeon to hype it up a bit. Mm. I much. see. Understandable. Ooh, what are your favorite uh, YouTubers for both Roguelikes and Hades? Uh, are there any I've, streamers? I've only ever uh, watched one person talk about Hades, and it's just because I was curious, like, what do professionals think about, like, the different weapons and stuff? I believe his name is Jawless Paul, I think is his name. Hmm. Uh, I don't know, subscriber count or anything, but uh, he, he has really interesting takes, and I agree with a lot of his stuff. Hmm. So... Yeah. <laughs> Would you know if any of the broad gaming channels who had ever did, like, one episode or, like, a three-minute clip on it? Video Game Donkey has the Enter the Gungeon, has Enter the Gungeon one. Oh, oh that's awesome. the only big one I can really think of, though, for um, broad gamers. For, let's see, like talking specifically about Hades like or just like playing it or what do you mean uh, uh any 
reviewing, talking, mentioning it briefly. Uh, I've seen uh, Oni Plays play uh, Hades, and uh, they have like a rotating cast of hosts, except for Oni himself. Uh, uh, on this series, it was like three episodes, I think. It was him and uh, Tomar, Tomomato, and Lyle. I don't know what his usual uh, gamer tag is, but they Tomar and Lyle seem to have played it a lot before, and they were like, they were like really talking about it with him and like they really seem to love it and uh chris oni he got all the way to elysium on his third attempt and i was jealous to say the (laughs) least like like calvin beat the game on his first try but he had like everything i had upgrades you had everything unlocked but like he had no death defiance i don't think and he got all the way to elysium and it was like insane like i could not believe that he got all the way there Mm. So is it one of those games, there are some games that are better for uh, YouTubing and streaming than others? Is this one of those games, like, what it, what would it be quality-wise? Could there be a big Hades YouTuber one day for Twitch streamer? I would argue not because of its lack of replayability in terms of gameplay mm-hmm. and because of its more uh, story-heavy and dialogue-driven. Right. A lot of streamers are all about the gameplay. Yeah. And, you know, showing off, being good. Yes. A lot of streamers skip through the story. Right. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. I think it's really fun to play. Uh, I would say maybe yes. I think, well, I don't know if it's going to be like Five Nights at Freddy's, you know, like people got famous off of it. But like, yeah. uh, I think like it's popular enough that people would want to see their favorite gamers play it maybe. It's not mm-hmm. exactly meant for it because it's such a like, an interesting story that they would have to skip through. Yeah. More or less. I mean, I I don't think I could see, like, yelling funny YouTubers, <laughs> like, I don't know, Markiplier, yeah. early PewDiePie, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I could see them playing it. It's also not that mechanically difficult, whereas if you compare it to Gungeon, it's incredibly difficult. Even the best players screw up all the time in Gungeon. It, that it, it's just not going to be that <clears> exciting. <throat> To watch it played over and over and over again. Much better as a, a play game than to watch game, for the most part. Okay. For streaming, I would say. So, PewDiePie, if you're listening to this, because clearly PewDiePie is, <laughs> prove us wrong. Do a Hades episode. Just he jump straight have. in. I mean, he might have. I don't There's know. There's a good chance he mentioned it. Yeah. I, I've subscribed to him, but, like, everything just kind of blurs in my feed. So I Right, exactly. Makes I, sense. I subscribed to him for, like, the T-Series meme. Oh yeah, well, like, I, I don't think I. I don't think if I. You did. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. If you didn't subscribe to PewDiePie during the T series fight, shame on you. <laughs> what if it was before Kelvin? Who's already the most subscribed yeah. YouTuber? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so of course this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but is it? Would it be fun for an audience to watch if it was Twitch and purely some other dude playing Hades? I think so. Yeah, I don't see why not. Mm. Yeah, it would. It couldn't be as uh, unique. Like, if it was the, just this one guy playing Hades, it would be more enjoyable than all these people playing Hades because you're not going to get many takes, different takes on the game. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely enjoyable. Yeah. So, like, if you covered it, what would you do to, like, make it yours or make it fun? Like, if we were, if I was, like, if we were to stream it? it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think I ever would because I, I am not a competent gamer, I would say. So uh, people, would get, people would get really mad at me for messing up and stuff. So I don't want to... Yeah, wanna... Twitch chats are toxic. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, one of the few things you could do is let the chat or audience make the choices for you. That's oh, always yeah, a terrible yeah. idea. Everyone loves that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you just have to grind it out as much as you could so you could unlock all the bonus um, right. the multipliers and difficulties. Make it as hard as you can. That's yeah. probably the, that would be the best way to make it interesting, if you would. You have to show off how good you are by making the enemies 10 times harder with right. all the modifiers there are available. Speaking of which, once you beat the game once, you get this thing called the Pact of Punishment, which lets you control how hard you make the game. And uh, it increases a stat called Heat, which... Uh, to get more of like the ambrosia and the titan blood you have to go and beat higher and higher heats yeah i think the highest heat you can do is 63 but i 
literally think that's impossible. Uh, someone will be able to do it someday. <laughs> I think it's like all the way up in the 50s right now, but maybe even 60. But wow. I don't I don't know if 63, the highest heat, is possible. Because like it's making... It's Every like, enemy has more HP, deals more damage. Yeah, you exactly. have less HP, you deal less damage. Everything yeah, costs you have, more. You have less you time revive. to beat the floors. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it sucks, but it, it's possible if you're crazy. Yeah. Only if you're crazy, though. Yeah, so I think, Calvin, you mentioned this before. Any features that aren't free? Any features that aren't free? No. No, it's, it's, uh, it's all free. Oh, yeah, well, once nice. you pay for the game, obviously. Yeah, yeah. There's no DLC. There's no uh, extra customization. It's just some people is a bit of a bummer in that sense. Yeah. What about um, in-game cash? In-game cash? Oh, yeah. yeah, lots of customization. You can uh, talk about that. Yeah, I can do a quick rundown of all the different like currencies. Uh, there is gold, which you acquire through the run and can be traded to Caron, you know, the, the boatman. Uh, of the river sticks you can buy additional upgrades from him uh there's darkness uh which you can use when you're back at the house of hades and it permanently upgrades like a stat Mm -hmm. uh and side note nyx is the uh darkness incarnate and she's she's probably one of my favorite characters she's like a really nice motherly figure who you grew up thinking was your mother but you found out later persephone was your real mother but like you still have that really nice motherly bond with Nyx. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does exist in Greek mythology. She is knight incarnate. Um, let's see. There's ambrosia and nectar, which I talked about a little gemstones. bit before. Oh, yes. Gemstones, which can be used to upgrade, like, in-game uh, aesthetics. Yeah. Let's see. There's... there's lots of aesthetics. You can yeah, make the House right. of Hades look super cool. Yeah. Um, what else is there? There's diamonds, which you, be- you get for uh, beating Hydra, which can be used to... Uh, buy songs to listen from Orpheus, different tracks from the soundtrack you can listen to any time. Uh, what else is there? Um, Titan Blood, which I talked about before. You can use that to upgrade your weapons. Um, Pretty sure that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Yep, for in-game currency. Right. Customization. Right. All right. Uh, we've heard the term roguelite used before briefly. Roguelike versus roguelite. I can talk what about is that. It? <laughs> Very minuscule difference, and honestly, I'd say most games fall under both. Yeah. A roguelike is when you uh, go through your run, you die. No matter what, you're going to start at the exact same base level. Even though you'll unlock more stuff, uh, you're going to start with the same exact stats, same exact equipment as you would do on any other run. Whereas a roguelite, the more you go, the stronger you get to start out each one. So I think Hades might qualify as a roguelite because you buff your stats, and so you do start out a bit stronger, but it's a very small difference, and we like to just group them together, because it's easier to say. Mm -hmm. Is there a multiplayer feature in-game? For Hades, no. No. It's single-player. Is there a community where, like, people, I don't know, meet to play together? Was it released before COVID? (laughs) Uh, No, it came out during COVID times. At least got big during mm, COVID times. I think there were, like, the alphas and the betas came out, like, 2019 and people played it then but Mm. as far as i know it came out during covid so i don't think there's like i mean uh going to another i think it's a roguelike binding of isaac oh yeah uh people it's another really big one yeah people like race through it to see who can do it faster i don't see see why (laughs) yeah i don't see why hades couldn't do that too like two side by side like pro players like try to get through the game faster Mm -hmm. you know see what boons they get you know so if you uh, earlier we were talking about roguelikes, I can talk about other roguelikes. Talk about some of the gameplay differences between yeah. some of the roguelikes yeah, yeah. I've played as well. If you or if you've got more questions, I have one more question and then Go two stupid it. stories. All right. So, if there were another one, uh, like another, a sequel, like another Hades, yeah, some like that. Okay. Or something based off it, like if for story purposes you wouldn't want there to be a sequel. If there were another one. How would you want it to go as far as the story or, like, what would you change about the gameplay itself? Maybe there's one button you want to be another button? <laughs> I wouldn't mind a little bit more control in the uh, controls. Oh, so, like, a little looseness. I'm yeah, sorry. I wouldn't mind being able to move a th- few things, but... I haven't com- fully completed, like, each of, like, the side stories, but... I So, I don't know if, like, this happens or not, but... Uh, 
since the gods don't fully know what's really going on, I would maybe in a sequel see like one of the gods trying to get down there to see like what's up. Maybe mm. it would be. I think it would be really fun to play with Dionysus. I really like Dionysus. He's my favorite. Uh, I don't know if maybe Artemis would be better because she kind of seems like she's kind of like she's the most um, demigod of the gods. Yeah, she seems. She also th- seems like she has kind of a thing for Zagreus, like. She likes, she's like a lone wolf and she's like, she sees herself a little bit in Zagreus trying to get away from the parents. So maybe Artemis would be the best one to take control of. I'm not sure. Hmm. So I actually did look up the ending of the game, so I know how it goes. I won't spoil it for Riley. Okay. <laughs> um, I think uh, most roguelikes don't do a, a sequel. Yeah. Uh, Exit the Gungeon is the the rare case because they changed up the gameplay and it was a very small game, maybe $5 on the Apple Store, oh. uh, mostly because the story is relatively simple and the gameplay itself, you wouldn't really want to change what you already have working and what what difference would be than like just adding more equipment and such than to a big update for the game, a big DLC. Uh, for Hades... I think you there would actually be opportunity for future conflict, maybe in which uh, currently every time Zagreus reaches land, he only has a few minutes to live before he's yeah. pulled back down into the underworld. Yeah. Maybe a way that that is broken and you actually end up oh, fighting yeah. the gods themselves. There could be conflict there rather than yeah. just fighting Hades, uh, fighting against the gods, fighting with the gods. There, there could be some opportunity. And given that the, the it's very story driven, you could probably do something like that. Throw in some more weapons, uh, add a few more gods, Mm -hmm. change up some boons. You'd probably have to add one or two, a little bit more uh, prominent mechanics uh, to make the game really feel like its own game. And that could kind of break the magic formula they have going on right now. Yeah. But it's it's possible. I think they would have to go that route if they did. Yeah, I didn't think about it, but I really would like to see Olympus, like what that looks like. Yeah, that would be cool. Because the, they always talk about how great it is in comparison to what Zagreus is currently living through, which is kind of a little dick move, you know, because he, <laughs> he can't go there really. But, I mean, I really would like to see what it looks like. Especially with the art know. style. Yeah, It'd, definitely. It'd be great. They would deliver well. Riley, you mentioned something about, like, a god coming down or seeing something. How would you feel about, like, an all-knowing power to the story or someone trying to, like, interfere with the mission or whatever? Mm, um, Well, Chaos kind of is, like, all-knowing, but he doesn't really care. He's pretty aloof. He doesn't really mind what you're doing. He's kind of interested. He gives you, like, kind of boons. I don't really like any of his boons, so I never really talk to him. Um, yeah, and Calvin mentioned the fates. They're, like, loosely intertwined into the story. There's... In every mythology story. Right, exactly. There's, like, the... They have this thing that you can get called the, uh... Scroll of Minor Prophecies, which are basically, like, mini accomplishments you can try to shoot for, like, beating... Getting all of the upgrades for the sword or whatever. Stuff like that. So, like, they... They're kind of, like... Uh, hinted at knowing what's going to happen, you know? So I don't know if anybody would really want to interfere because part of the reason I like Greek mythology is that the gods have flaws. Like, Zeus is a playboy and, like, <laughs> Poseidon is really temper issues. That's why the seas are never calm, you know? Stuff like that. They're a little more human than the typical god. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope that was an audio effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, or what if there was something like that, but it was positive? Would it, like, make the game too easy then? If it was, like, like a oh, g- Greek god tag team? Uh, I don't know. There's, there is a thing in um, the game called a Trial of the Gods where, like, they put two boons and you have to pick one and then you anger the other god temporarily for that room and you have to pretty much fight them more or less Hmm. like if you pick like if it's like poseidon and zeus if you pick poseidon like zeus like throws lightning around you and you have to dodge that while fighting the other enemies yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so i mean i think if they were to do something like that it would probably be like that yeah 
if you were to have a god like right there next to you, uh, it would throw off power scaling lore wise. Technically, mm. the god should be able to wipe everything clean. Right. So it it really wouldn't make sense if they did. Obviously, yeah. it's a game, so you know, have fun. But <laughs> right, and like in game, the reason that they can't like completely wipe out rooms for you or whatever is because they can't fully see you because a you're in the underworld and b because nyx is like shadowing you so like they can't see through her like mythical power or whatever mm -hmm. so like it it makes sense kind of in the context of the game but like if you were a literal god i don't know how that would work out you know hmm. so yeah what if uh <laughs> what if it was purple ah yes <sighs> I'm serious. <laughs> what if it was purple? purple? I mean, Dionysus purple? is purple. Then it would be great. Sure, yeah. I like purple. It'd be like an episode <laughs> of... a great color. It'd be like an episode of Booba. What was that? Was that the show? The what? I just remember the purple dude just existing. No, that, that was the McDonald's mascot. Oh, Grimace. Oh, the thing where Trump oh, did a commercial with him. That was weird. <laughs> Trump did that, a commercial that, with that Grimace? That guy is weird. That was back in like 2003 or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some like edit of it that was in the middle of some YouTube poop I watched back in the day. Huh, okay. interesting. That's all I've got aside from two uh, stupid things. Okay, um, yeah. So... Sisyphus, of course, yeah. is a god or goddess or something. Uh, and I'm in this group chat with, like, a bunch of people that like 80s music. Oh. Because, you know, <laughs> I need friends because it's college. <laughs> and uh, uh, we were, you know, just talking for a bit. And one of them was like, hey, I'm starting a band and I have a list of, like, band names here. What do you think? And one of them was called Sisyphus... Sisyphus... Yes. Sisyphus's Wish, or something like that. Oh, okay. How do you say it? Sisyphus? Sisyphus, yeah. Sisyphus's Wish. And so... Very, that's very much a mouthful. Yeah. I suggested it. So I suggested, just looking at the name and how it's spelled, I only, I only um, specialize in terrible puns. Uh -huh. So what if it was called Sisyphus? Just with two S's. That's it. <laughs> and he, I think he might actually make that the band name. It's so, so incredible. I'm very, very proud of that. And um, also, I wish all Bone Arrow a very get buffed, please. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I made a meme. I believe it's called Coronacht. They all have official like names, but I yeah. can't remember all of them. Yeah, I didn't really know many of them. Uh, Coronacht, I believe, is the bow. I'll look him up. Uh, Exegriff is definitely the adamant rail. I know that. The gun. The gun. Uh, I don't know if I can name any of the other ones. I believe the shield is Aegis. There's, a uh, Stegius. Stegius is Aegis the for the shield, or Aegis, Aegis or Aegis. I guess whatever you say. Aegis. Yeah. Uh, there's Varatha for the spear. Varatha, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Stegius, uh, for the sword, the Stygian Stygius. blade, Stygius. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of what about the pronunciations. The bow is Coronacht. Yeah. The, Gauntlets. uh, the Malfon. Oh, okay. The twin yeah. fists of Malfon. Yeah. And the Exegriff. Exegriff. Adam, Adam Rail. Rail, yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, you, the listener, I'm sorry if the I wish all template is outdated. Um, we have a recording schedule and you have no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do that, we. That's all I've got. Or do we? Oh. So I guess one thing we never actually talked about was the, the style of Hades in terms of gameplay beyond roguelike. Um, I mean, I, what Bullet do you hell, say? hack and uh, slash, platformer, etc. I can talk about that a yeah, little bit. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. So uh, Hades, the closest thing I could describe it to is a hack and slash. It's not uh, a beat-em-up like Hyrule Warriors or uh, there's a Fire Emblem game like that too, where it's just destroying every single enemy, if you will, in large waves. It's a lot more uh, enemies with solid HP going through, attacking each one. There's a decent amount of projectiles, but not to the point of a full-on bullet hell. So I'd call it close to a hack and slash. As we mentioned earlier, there's no uh, platforming of right. any kind. There's a few gaps you can dash over or into, but that's about it. Yeah. The the game itself, the gameplay, is in a, a room layout. You go in a room, you clear the room, and then you have a choice between one or three rooms. Yeah. And it'll tell you the reward you'll get from clearing that room. That yeah. you, you can only choose one as you go through. And 
that's pretty much it. There's a mini boss about every four floors. Oh, yeah. There's a boss about every eight floors. And yeah, I guess the one other thing I can talk about gameplay wise. Uh, so roguelikes tend to vary in the amount of luck versus skill. Uh, there's a kind of decent sized YouTuber named Dangerously Funny. He's known for taking roguelikes and cheesing them in some way, maybe grinding up um, infinite cash from the very first floor and buying insane weapons mm -hmm. and then doing a good run, things like that. Uh, Enter the Gungeon, for example, it's very, very heavily luck-based depending on mm -hmm. if you're, there's like over hundreds of guns and items, if you're going to get good guns or garbage guns and you have to be really skilled to work with those, but it's very luck-based in how well you're going to do with that. I think that's the... When I talked about replayability with Hades and the boons, they take out a lot of that luck. Most of the luck comes through which gods and goddesses you're getting, right. and then your boon selection from them, how strong they are. There's various levels and degrees of rarity. But even then, you've got rerolls. You get to pick between three boons per orb, if you will, a boon orb uh, reward. Mm -hmm. And that takes away a lot of the luck aspect and makes it a lot more of a build kind of aspect right, to go exactly. through the game. Yeah, you have to work with the gods that you get and can buy from, but in the end, it's what you build as opposed to what you're given, which is nice, but also takes away some of the experimentation and some of that replayability about it. Very interesting. Wow, that could not have been more perfect timing-wise. Yeah, Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel great about that one. Wow. Okay, so now we get to spin the wheel for the next episode. Also, a uh, quick side note. We didn't, yes. we didn't really talk about that. We, we did actually spend a lot of time uh, talking about Hades, more than I expected, actually. Me too. So uh, I'm, I'm putting Enter the Gungeon specifically for Calvin for later use. So yeah. he, he can talk a little bit more about his favorite roguelike. It's like a lot yes. of fun. Yes. So uh, Calvin, do you want to... Pick the next episode again? Pick or just go well, through the random number generator? Yeah, random number generator. Let's do it. Yes. And after that, we'll close with a brief summary of everything we talked about for fun. There you go. <laughs> we'll play a sound effect now. This is going to be a fun one. Added over How many are there? 72? Yeah. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Number two. Ooh. Number two? Oh my what is goodness this? gracious. It's going to be Hollow Live. Oh no. The Riley episode. Let's oh. go. This will be fun. This if you don't fun. know what Hollow Live is, look it up on YouTube. It's a rabbit hole you will go down and will never come out of. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, quick summer we talked yes. about. Hades is a breath of fresh air, to quote IGN, of roguelikes. It's very unique. It's not 8-bit. It's got voice acting. It's got a fleshed out story. It takes out a lot of the luck aspect from a lot of other roguelikes, but in turn loses a little bit of replayability. Every single run we've ever had has unique dialogue oh, for yeah. every character, Have which not. adds to that replayability it's that loses a bit. It's insane. I don't think I've ever had one repeating dialogue. I don't think ever. It's How crazy. many hours are you in? Almost 70 at I this think, point? I think... 100? I can check right now, honestly. You guys can go ahead and keep talking. Oh, man. I, I, would, guess, I would guess about 90. Almost 100 hours, never one looped dialogue, which is most roguelikes have very looped dialogue. These characters are very fleshed out. Uh, it, like I said, very fresh. Kind of hack and slash, uh, dungeon crawler. Maybe dungeon crawler is the best subgenre of roguelike. I would say that. Dungeon crawler with a bit of hack and slash. You got a few weapons to choose from. You've got a build potential, so there's less luck to play through. And overall, just one of the most impressive games of the year and probably mm. of the decade, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's up there. It's paving the way for new roguelikes, that's for sure. Well, I mean, the decade just started. So that's I mean, true. There you go. It's from the past luck. decade. How right. many hours? Seventy. Seventy hours. I was. Seventy exactly. That's still right. a lot of hours for nothing to be repeated. And yeah. you know, from a it's stupid to call this a literary standpoint, but I love those choice books where you know oh, there you can make like eighteen subplots or whatever. Yeah. This just seems like so much more. And oh, that is my dream. <laughs> just never the same story. Oh, I could I it's could great. get into something like that. Every I'll have fun. It's really fun. I'll have fun coming up with questions for that one. So, call it. Rooms aren't procedurally generated. There's a set few ones that'll mix it up every now and then. But 
it's still quite nice. Yes. I know that's a big knock on other roguelikes that we didn't talk yes. about. Hollow <laughs> <laughs> Live. How, how expensive is Hades? 20 bucks? I think it's 40 25. Bucks? 25 bucks? I think it's 25. Indie games are the best. They're yeah, better quality <laughs> and they're way cheaper. Oh, yeah. They're the best. The best to spend your money on, it sounds like. Yes, more or Nothing less. will ever be EA territory, but yes. I'm, I'm liking the sound of that. So Hollow Live is the next episode, and we just talked about Hades for a long time, and I loved it. And we hope you did too. That was week two of 57 Mondays. Thank you very, very much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for Hollow Life, where we hear Riley get down and dirty with his weeaboo <laughs> lifestyle. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a great time. <laughs> Catch us for week three on 57 Mondays. Eat your Wheaties, everyone. Peace out. <laughs>